in the eye of the storm you remain in control and in the middle of the war you guard my soul you alone are the anchor when my sails are torn your love surrounds me in the eye of the storm when the solid ground is falling out from underneath my feet between the black skies and my red eyes i can hardly see when i realize i've been sold out by my friends and my family i can feel the rain reminding me in the eye of the storm you remain in control and in the middle of the war you guard my soul you alone are the anchor when my sails are torn your love surrounds me in the eye of the storm when my hopes and dreams are far from me and i'm running out of faith i see the future i picture slowly fade away when the tears of pain and heartache are pouring down my face i find my peace in jesus name in the eye of the storm you remain in control in the middle of the war you guard my soul you alone are the anchor when my sails are torn your love surrounds me in the eye of the storm And when the test comes in and the doctor says I've only got a few months left It's like a bitter pill I'm swallowing I can barely take a breath And when addiction steals There's nothing else I can do My only hope is to trust you I trust you Lord In the eye of the storm You remain in control in the middle of the war you guard my soul you alone are the anchor when my sails are torn your love surrounds me in the eye of the storm you remain in control in the middle of the war you guard my soul you alone are the anchor when my sails are torn your love surrounds me in the eye of the storm in the eye of in the eye of the storm i know you're watching me yeah When the storm is raging and my hope is gone, when my flesh is failing, 
you're still holding on when the storm is raging and my hope is gone when my flesh is failing you're still holding on when the storm is raging and my hope is gone even when my flesh is failing you're still holding on holding on the Lord is my shepherd I have all that I need he lets me rest in green meadows he leads me beside peaceful streams he renews my strength he guides me along right paths bringing honor to his name even when I walk through the darkest valley I will not be afraid for you are close beside me Amen, in the eye of the storm. Today I want us to look at, thinking of that eye of the storm, I want us to look at peace through the storm. Not talking necessarily about a physical storm of thunder and lightning, but peace through the storms of life. And I know that I can stand here today and all of us have experienced are experiencing or will experience storms in our life. What are storms in our life? Maybe a death of a loved one. Maybe the loss of a job. Maybe a pain that won't go away. Maybe family that's separated. Maybe COVID. That brings a storm for a lot of us. Sick, uh, like Jan and Randy Greer uh, can't be together in a hospital because of that. Had a funeral just yesterday right out here. Someone who died from COVID. There are storms all around us. We go through storms of life, some by our own doing, and some through demonic forces. But there are storms in life. And I want us to be able to have peace through the storm. If you notice, I didn't say peace of the storm. I didn't say get us out of the storm because scripture shows us that we go through storms. But we can have peace in the storm. And that's what I want us to be able to do today when we leave is to be able to have that peace. And that peace in the storm centers all around one. Jesus Christ. And today in the middle of our Advent and our preparation for his return, we have to look at his birth and what it meant for us. The moment that birth happened of Jesus, the entire world changed. He was born for the purpose of living a perfect life, but to then go and die the most heinous death possible. Beating, ridicule, hung on a cross all for you and for me and so that we may have peace in the storm. Amen? Those angels in the sky that night when they proclaimed as I said earlier about glory to God in the highest, peace on earth. Peace was coming because of what happened in the manger that night. Jesus came and brought peace wherever he went. He brought peace to those in the storm of blindness. 
He brought peace to those in the storm of being crippled. He brought peace to the woman in prostitution. He brought peace to the woman with an ailment of blood that would never heal. Jesus come around, came around bringing peace wherever he went. Man, and guess what happens? The moment that you and I take and put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit himself comes and dwells inside of us and brings us peace. A peace that can go through the storm. If you would, open your Bibles to the Gospel of Mark, Gospel according to Mark chapter 4. And I want us to look at a storm that these gentlemen went through in their life. And how Jesus gave them peace through the storm. Once you've turned to Mark chapter 4 verse 35, would you please stand with me in honor of God's word. Mark chapter 4, beginning in verse 35. On that day when evening came, he said to them, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. And there arose a fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling up. Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush, be still. And the wind died down and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? How is it that you have no faith? They became very much afraid and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Father God, I thank you for your word. Father, I pray right now, Lord, that you would open our eyes. You would open our ears and our heart, Father, to hear from Holy Spirit. So that we can behold the wonderful mysteries that are in your word. Father, would you allow my flesh to step aside. Father, I just pray right now, Father, for a special anointing of power from Holy Spirit. And Father, may you speak through me this morning, Lord, the message that you have for us to hear. And Father God, I just pray everything in that precious, most holy name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Now, looking and understanding that we all go through storms... How is it that we can get through a storm and still have peace? I don't know about you, but when I'm laying in bed at night and it's dark and I've gone to sleep and all of a sudden something startles me awake and the windows begin to vibrate and it looks like somebody's taking a picture and it's one thunderstorm after another and another thunder and more lightning it begins to make me a little bit nervous, especially when you have trees all around you. But when I turn my attention 
and I begin to think about God and I begin to go to him, my father. Remember little children what used to do? The thunder would come, you hear They'd come running, they'd hop up in bed, they were scared. And as soon as mom or dad would take your arms and wrap around, what would happen? I can remember mine, you'd just feel the body just relax and they'd go right back to sleep. See, in the arms of the father, there's peace. In the middle of the storm, when I began looking at God and thinking about and talking to him and asking for that protection, I began to change my focus. And the first thing we have to do to have peace through the storm is to focus on the Savior, not the storm. Amen? See, when I'm talking to God and I'm asking for him to help me and I'm in the middle of that storm, he brings me peace, church. He can bring you peace. But if I focus on that storm, I don't have the peace. To change my focus. You know, when we're going through storms of life, I mean, we could each take time to testify just in the seven years that I've been here. I, I can look at each one of you. I know that we've all gone through storms. And you know, as long as we focus on those storms Satan's winning the battle but when we focus on the Savior and not the storm things begin to change look there the first thing we do when we're focusing on the Savior is the the promise look there at verse 35 it says on that day when evening came he said to them let what let us go over to the other side there's your promise. Jesus got in the boat and he told them, let us go to the other side. They're going to the other side and Jesus is going with them. But when that storm come up, they begin to focus on that and, and not on Jesus and not what Jesus has said. You know, when Jesus tells you something, you can count on it. It's better than a handshake. It's better than a signature on the line. When Jesus says that it's the truth. And Jesus has already told us that we win the battle. Jesus has already told us that when we die, we're going to be with him in paradise, in heaven. He's gone to create a place for us. Yes, here on earth can be rough. But we have the promise. Just as they had a promise, let's go to the other side. Jesus' promises, and I think I just said this last week or the week before, he does not promise us easy days. Yes, there will be some, but there will be storms. And we see that all through Scripture. But we do have a promise that he will walk through the storm with us. Amen. Who better... Let me I was going to say, who better to hold your hand through the storm, but who better than the Father... To carry you through the storm than Jesus Christ. He's there holding you. You have that promise as a believer that Christ is with you. But not only that, you just the promise on our focus, but we've got to focus on his presence. Listen to this. Let's look. You know, Jesus was with them. Look at verse 36.
Leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. And just move your eyes right over to 38. Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? Jesus was with them. Do you really think... Us on this side, knowing the story, that Jesus is in the boat. He already told them we're going to the other side. His presence is there. Do you really think the boat is fixing to sink and kill everybody on board? No. When Jesus is there, the boat's going to stay afloat. It might get rocked and it might get beat. We might have that rocking and that beating in our life. But we have the promise that Jesus is with us and we've got to focus on his presence. I know sometimes it's hard for us to remember and I'll say that because it is for me. We know it in our head and in our heart. But the moment that you were saved, Holy Spirit came to dwell in you. God is living in you. That's difficult, especially when you're in the storm because as humans we like to see and we like to touch. How nice it was to crawl in bed with my father and to feel him wrap his arms around me and to see him and to be able to look at him instead of that lightning. But God's presence is with us. As a born again believer, he is inside of us. He's with us. He's not going to let the evil win. And another thing when we focus... I love there at verse 38, when we focus on the presence of Jesus, we also have to understand that Jesus wasn't afraid. Look there back at verse 38. Jesus himself was in the stern asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? A storm has come up. Those in the boat with Jesus are afraid of what's going on. They have the promise that they're going to the other side. They have the presence of Jesus. And evidently this storm didn't scare Jesus. Because he's in the stern of the boat asleep on a cushion. Amen. That shows I believe his sovereignty even over this storm. If the one inside of us is not scared, then why do we need to be scared? When the one inside of us is not afraid, but has enough peace to sleep through the storm, if we will focus our attention on the Savior and not the storm, we can also have that peace. Remember I told you I was laying in bed when the thunderstorm stormed and I would, thunderstorm came and I would become scared. And I would pray and I would focus on the Father and I would get some relief. But you know, it wasn't long before I stopped focusing on the Savior. And again, I began focusing on the storm and guess what happened? I became afraid again. But the moment I got all of my focus together and I remembered the promise of the Father that we're going to the other side. And I know that his presence is there with me. And I can be pacified because he's not afraid. And he's with me. But you know it's more than just focusing on the storm. 
We can look at another, uh, maybe we could say another attitude that they had, but maybe we need to fear the Savior and not the storm. We need to fear the Savior and not the storm. Now fear, there's a, several different meanings, but two of those we're very familiar with. Fear, afraid, or terror. Show of hands, I bet everyone. How many of you have ever had fear in your life before? Afraid of something or terror, whether it be a, a roller coaster or a thump in the night or whatever it may be. But you see, we also know of the other fear, and that is the reverence of God. When we see in Scripture and it talks about fear of God, it's talking about respect and reverence. The Bible isn't saying that we need to be afraid of God in terror. But we need to fear him in a sense of awe and reverence for who he is. And one thing we got to understand, these men that are in this boat with Jesus, guess what they did for a living before Jesus called them? You remember? They're fishermen. They've been on this sea uh, many times before. They've been through some storms before. Something was different about this storm. They knew how to handle it. Let me tell you, I've been there. It, it brings us so much to light when we were out there on the Sea of Galilee and we're out in the middle and it's kind of calm and this boat's just going by and they turned our attention over to our left and there were these mountains. And there were two main mountains and in the middle was like a valley. And it's known that at any moment, it could be as calm as glass. And the next minute could be a storm. Wind would hit into those mountains and be funneled into that valley and would come out and just bring a storm like no other storm. These men were fishermen. They knew it. You see, storms come unexpectedly. Just as it does even today on the Sea of Galilee, a storm can just come from nowhere. Storms in our life, they come from nowhere. We're not prepared. How many of you are ready for COVID-19 to come? I believe that's been a storm in everybody's life. How many of you were ready when you got the news of the death of a loved one? How many of you were ready when you maybe got word from a doctor that you had cancer? Or a loved one had cancer? You have to have surgery. You see, storms in life come unexpectedly, but we need to fear the Savior, not the storm. The Savior brings us peace. The storm brings us fear in the terror sense. Look there at verse 37 again. And there arose a fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat, so much that the boat was filling up. I believe this had to be a storm as no other storm, or these professional fishermen would not have been worried. They've battled the storm before. You know what else that lets us know? That even though we've been through a storm, we might go through another storm. And even though we might have got training from that one, 
we still have to focus on the Savior even in the next storm. Why do we need to fear the Savior? So Jesus was born. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What does that do for me? Why fear and worship him? Even if we take off the fact that he came from a virgin. Take off the fact that he died on the cross for your sins. All of those add up. But do you know what else? Jesus is a constant in our life. Jesus is a constant in this world regardless if you believe in him or not. What do I I mean? He's always there. I want you to... We're going to turn to three passages, so follow with me. Go to the very beginning of your Bible, to the book of Genesis chapter 1. First chapter, first book of the Bible. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. And let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Before the world was, Jesus was. Before the world was, there was God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we see right there, us. So even before time was Jesus Now let's turn to what I'm calling the middle of your Bible, the New Testament, Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. The record of the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. So right here, the beginning of the New Testament, we see it's talking about Jesus. They're fixing to go through his genealogy. We get the birth of Jesus. We get all those before him. Now, one other scripture I want you to turn to real quick is in Revelation chapter 22, the last book of the Bible. Revelation 22, verse 20, next to the last verse. He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. From the beginning of Holy Scripture, all through Holy Scripture, to the end of Holy Scripture, there's one constant, and that is the presence of Jesus Christ. Why worship Him? He's always there. Why fear him? Regardless of what's going on. Because if I was to poll in here, for the majority of us, many of you have had more than one job in your lifetime. Many of you have had probably more than one home in your lifetime. You can begin to look through your life and all of the changes and everything that has changed. Why fear that storm? Why fear the things of life when we can fear the one that is constant? The one that has tested the time. The one that has been tempted. The one that has been through everything, has been, is, and will be forever. That one we need to fear. Fear that, not the storm. 
Because guess what, church? The storms come and the storms go. Amen? They don't stay around, but there's usually another storm. As one gentleman has said before, you're either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or you're headed to a storm. I could probably shorten that to two. You're either in a storm or you're headed to a storm. Because if you're coming out, you're getting ready to go back in. But we can focus on the Savior and not the storm. And we can have peace through the storm. We can fear the Savior and not the storm. And we can have peace through the storm. And thirdly, we need to have faith in the Savior, not the storm. Verse 39, back there in Mark 4. And he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush, be still. And the wind died and it became perfectly calm. You know, a lot of times when I, I read this scripture, I want to read it kind of like this. And he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush, be still. But I bet if we were there, it would be read more like this. And he got up and rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, Hush, be still. That's all it took. It got calm as glass. Have you ever seen a lake that had absolutely no ripple on it whatsoever? Looked like a mirror. Perfect. It said there it became perfectly calm. Not just calm, but perfectly calm. We need to have faith in this one. This is the one that we need to focus on. This is the one we need to fear. We need to have faith. But all he has to do is speak. Even the wind, the rain, and the waves obey. When I'm sure he said, Hush, be still. You know, in our life, in our storms, the Savior is within us. We can call out to Him. And sometimes, He immediately says to the storm in your life, Hush, be still. Sometimes, He rides in the boat, unafraid. His presence is with you. And when the time is right, he will say, hush, be still. There will be peace in the storm. There will be peace after the storm. When we look at those words, and he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, hush, be still. Some believe this could have been a storm of a demonic cause because the same words that he used in Mark 1.25 to rebuke the unclean spirit, to rebuke them and to remove it is the same words that he's using here. There are demonic activities going on all around us. Every storm that comes in life is not demonic activity. Sometimes they come by our choosings, by things that we choose to do. But there are times that storms come up that are caused by the enemy to sidetrack us, to weigh us down, to get our focus off of God. 
and to get our fear of reverence from Jesus to a fear of terror of the storm. Regardless, if it's a natural occurring storm, all Jesus has to do is say, Hush, be still. Maybe it's demonic forces. All Jesus has to do is say, Hush, be still. You know, I believe today, more than ever, we need to have peace. Remember I told you that you're either in a storm, headed to a storm, or coming out of a storm. Whether you realize it or not, every one of us in here today are in a storm. We're in a storm of fear of what's going on with COVID. We're in a storm of fear with what in the world is going on in our nation. Can't make heads or tails out of it. Election still ongoing. Court cases coming up. This side saying this. This side saying this. The, the news is saying this. The news is saying something different. I found it very interesting. If you listen to news, I just want to encourage you to listen to more than one source. I was driving to school Monday morning. The sun was barely coming up and the news came on and it began to give a story about Biden. That weekend had been playing with his dog and he had a, a boot now on it. And they said that he fell and twisted his ankle so he went to the hospital. There was x-rays and then this is what they said. And his doctor looked at the x-rays and he has two fractured bones. Okay. Two hours later, I'm getting ready to get to school over in Monroe, so I'm on a different channel. And they're saying Biden was playing with his dog this weekend, and he tripped and twisted his ankle. He's wearing a boot. He went to the hospital. He had his x-rays. His doctors looked at the x-ray, and there's nothing broken or fractured. Same story, two different newscasts. Do you know what that does to people? Fear. It brings up a storm. What's going to happen with the election? What, what do we do? Where do we go from here? It's a storm. But if you want peace in the storm, focus on the Savior, not the storm. Fear the Savior, not the storm. Put your faith in the Savior and not the storm. The storm cannot win the battle. But faith in Jesus Christ conquers all. You want peace in the storm. There are the three F's. Focus, fear, and faith. And I promise you, church, if you'll put those into action, you can walk in the storm, even though it is lightning striking all around you, thunder that almost makes you fall over, pouring down rain, pouring down hell and wind, making it all go sideways. You can walk in the storm with peace with the Savior. Lay you bow your heads.